Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Dvarim, Tavshin Ayin Zayin, as we start off the last part of the Torah, the fifth Sefer in the Torah, and we have, of course, Shabbos Chazon, as we'll talk about, Beth Hashem, at the, uh, the end of this year. But we start off with thinking about the whole Sefer, and if we think about it, Moshe's job is really done by now. Moshe Rabbeinu has fulfilled everything that he's going to fulfill. He's not going to get to finish the job. That's true. He's not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. But he took them out of Mitzrayim. He helped them with Kriyas Yamsuf. He took them into Bidbar. It's been 40 years. He's led them through the desert. He even appointed a successor a couple of parshios ago. So what does he have left to do? What is Sefer Tzvarim about? One-fifth of the Torah is five weeks where Moshe Rabbeinu is talking Sefer Dvarim, called Mishnah Torah officially, but Ela Hadvarim. These are the words that Moshe spoke. Ela Hadvarim Shadibar Moshe. What does Moshe do? What is left for Moshe to do? And what does this teach us to every great leader? What is his last legacy? Says Rabbi Jonathan Sachs in his uh, Sefer Lessons in Leadership, where he talks about leadership related to every parsha in the Torah and things that we can learn about leadership uh, from every parsha. So he talks about Moshe Rabbeinu as well. He asked this question. By the end of the book of Amidbar, Moshe's career as a leader seems to have come to an end. He's appointed a successor, Yoshua. Uh, he seems to have achieved everything he was destined to achieve. What more is there to do? There's one thing for him to do. To be a teacher. To be Moshe Rabbeinu. To be an educator. Our greatest leaders aren't only the ones that are militarily uh, amazing with such prowess and political leaders. It's the ones that influence the mind. It's the ones that give content. It is what Moshe did next, Rabbi Sachs writes, that bears the mark of greatness. For the last month of his life, he assembled the people and delivered the series of addresses we know as Sefer Dvarim. In them, he reviews the people's past and foresaw their future. He gave them mitzvos, and he gave them, and this is crucial, says Rabbi Sachs, a single overarching vision, more than any other sefer in the Torah. Sefer Dvarim tells us our goals, our visions. Yes, there are many mitzvos that are new, that are repeated, but over and over again, you have to be an Am Kadosh. You have to be a leader of other nations. If someone, he writes on line 20, knew nothing about Judaism and the Jewish people, were to ask you for a single book that would explain to them both who Jews are and what they do and what they, do, what they don't do, the best would be Dvarim. There are mitzvahs and others, but no other book so encapsulates and dramatizes all the key elements of Judaism as a faith and a way of life. This is what Sefer Dvarim is about. This is what we have to um, partake of. We have to learn this from Moshe Rabbeinu as he takes leave of us. He quotes um, in line 31. Before that, he quotes a, a poet. He says there was a, a leader that once said, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people together to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Teach them what the dream is about. If we teach them the dream and the goal, then the getting there, the means, will mamela come. If we just focus on the means, so they'll listen, but it won't be as deep, it won't be as thorough of a feeling. In Dvarimi writes on line 31, Moshe gives the people their why. They are God's people, the nation on whom he has set his love, the people he rescued from slavery and gave in the form of commandments, the constitution of liberty. Right? We ask off in the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, it's all a review of Jewish history. Why are we reviewing and then heading towards the future? 
and Nitzav Vayelech, we talk about what's going to be in the future, and Shuva, Vishaftar Hashem Alokecha, and there's so many national laws that are discussed as well. He writes in the next paragraph, in the last month of Moshe's life, he ceased to be the liberator, the miracle worker, the redeemer, and became instead Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe our teacher, the first example in history of a leadership type in which the Jews have excelled, the leader as teacher. That is what we, we are the people of the book, and our leaders are people of the book. And when leaders become educators, says Rabbi Sachs, they change lives. And he continues, he says, he quotes Rabbi Salvechik, but towards the end he says, the difference, we mentioned this in other contexts and other years as well, there's a difference between power and influence. When somebody has power, the more they share their power, the less powerful they are. The more they share their influence, the more influence they have. And Moshe Rabbeinu, when he becomes Rabbeinu, when any teacher becomes an educator and a, a, a Rebbe, so that's when his his influence continues on. We spoke of a couple of weeks ago about the uh, the concept of smicha, of smicha continuing the, the the legacy of what a Rebbe is supposed to be and what a teacher is. Those are the greatest leaders that we have. And says Rabbi, Rabbi Sachs, that is what Moshe Rabbeinu did at the end of his life. Sefer Dvarim is about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe as teacher, Moshe as our greatest leader. And when we want to be leaders, we have to make sure it comes with education. It comes with teaching, not just coercing, not just uh, showing off, but it's really teaching um, the greatest gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. Okay, moving right along. We start with the beginning. Eladvarim says the Torah. Asher Diber Moshe al Kol Yisrael. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jews. Be'ever Ayardain, Bamidbar, Barava, Molsuf, Bein Parun Uvein Tofel, V'Lavan, V'Chateras, V'Nizav. Of course, Chazal note how can you have so many different places listed in the pasuk? These are the words that Moshe said in all these places. So as we know, the Mefarshim explain how each of these. A really hidden tochacha, a hidden message for Klai Yisrael. We've spoken in the past. Why is it hidden? Why did he wait till the end of his life? Rashi, Rashi already picks up on that. Had a lot to say. But we'll focus on the, uh, another Rashi that we didn't always look at. And that is Moshe Rabbeinu said this, El Kol Yisrael. To all the Jews, says Rashi. If he only gave tochacha to some of them, so then people out there who aren't there, Omrim would have said, You heard from Ben Amram. Right, doesn't, they don't say his name. Right, Ben Amram. We've spoken about that in the past. When you can't say his name, saying a name is already a lotion of Hashivas. So, if you would have, if you heard from Ben Amram, below Hashivosim, Dabra, Mikach, Lakach, you didn't answer him. So we have something to say, we could have answered his arguments. So, says Moshe, Lakach, Kansam, Kulam, that's why Moshe Abenu, gather them all together, Vyamalem Arikulchem Khan, you're all here. Call me Shishlo Chuba Yashiv. Whoever has an answer, come answer. Says the Asnayim Latorah. Says Rev Saratskin. First of all, it was impossible for all of them to be there. Right? Every single person, Rashi's quoting the Sifri. He named me Derechateva, source number three. Efshar, Shashishim Ribo Anashim, Milvan two million people. Yishmu, Kulam, Kal Ishmidaberalehem. One person speaking without a microphone, one the ten people listening to one person is often hard. A hundred, a thousand, a million, two million people. Imagine, just to put it into context, in a football stadium, the whole stadium is full, a hundred thousand people. And, and one person speaking in the middle. There's no mic, there's no, this is impossible. And that's 100,000 people. What about 10 times that? What about 20 times that? 2 million people. 
Says of Saraskin, it was impossible. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. The question is, what was the need for this miracle? And it emphasizes, I'll call Yisrael. What do we need this miracle for? Says the Zion LaTorah. Mipnei shahatorah efshar l'shmoa mipi arav afilu mipi talmud. To hear a good vart. To hear somebody say over something. That you can hear from a, from a shliach. You don't have to hear it from the person, right? Everything we say in the, all these shiurim, right? We're quoting other people, right? If Sarotskin is not talking to us directly, right? Right, uh, I read his words, and I'm saying over his words now to to you, and then to somebody else. Right, Torah can be transferred; doesn't have to be face to face; doesn't have to be. Umishal, obviously, there's ain't no doma shmiel or iya, but still the content can be given over. Umishal oba olo shama etiv kishashana Moshe as pirko libenei Yisrael. Whoever didn't hear the first time, ayelome bipiaron. Right, we know from Gemara erev v'dafnon dalid. Right, four times Aaron and his children, and they see him. As we know, and everybody taught each other, the Acharkach, as the Ramam adds to that Gemara in Erevin, when it comes to Torah, it could be by klisheni, as we might call it. But when it comes to rebuke, when it comes to Musr, yeah, it's got to be direct. It's got to be by the one who has the power. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them messages for life. Not just Torah, it's Torah too. Message for life, call Yisrael with there. They all have to be there. Why? Why do they all have to be there? Two days, one based on Rashi and one another one. Number one is what Rashi says. When Moshe Rabbeinu is saying over Torah, what are you going to answer? Those who hate Tochacha, as we know, it's hard to accept Tochacha. Right, it's a separate mitzvah saseh, according to some Rishonim. The smak, to accept Tochacha. Right, to be a mal or arlas halev. Right, it's hard to accept Tochacha. Says the Azayim Torah. Im yishmu yish If we wouldn't hear it from the person himself, bevadai sheyimsu ke'ela sheyomru. There will be those that say, ilu ayinu We would have answered as Rashi says. Number one, that's why Tochacha has to be direct. Number two, no sefalze ef shalomar. It's also possible, says Azayim Torah, in the positive. Not just the people who weren't there will look for an excuse, but the people who are there, enodoma, hearing it from the mochiach, seeing it in person, messages are best transferred in person. Right? We live in an age of, as a, uh, people say, communication without connection. Right? I can communicate. Right, I could email somebody, I could, uh, I could, uh, text, I could commun- communicate, but there's no real connection. Torah obviously gives a connection, but if the person is there, communication is great, but communication is so much different qualitatively when there's a connection between the communicator and the one who's listening. If the mochiach himself, is there? Kashara oven minisragish. He saw the sin. He saw what's what what needs to be corrected. V'cham libo bekirbo, and his heart's on fire. Uba gigotiv aresh, and when he expresses his words, it's going to be fire. Van chaso shoveres, and the groans and the krechsing says that's that's what's what has to be understood. He says mipi v'lo mipi ksavam, as he quotes. Umayis even quotes a story along these lines. But Gon Echad, there was an unbelievable Gon who was an unbelievable speaker. Noem Bechesed Elyon, 
People used to run to hear his words and hear his tochacha. And after he died, they printed his drushes. Didn't have the same effect. Didn't have the same effect. The same words. But there's a difference. You don't have line 41, the anacha. You don't have the groan. You don't have how it's expressed. You don't have all the theatrical parts of how what, what, what goes into giving a shear. Right? That's that's lacking in a in a written word. As it's how it's expressed. Sometimes it has to be written because ain't brave. We want to want to save the drushes, right? We're sure, as we always quoted from the Bear Yosef, Rav Shlomo Zalman, who heard the drushes from Rav Yosef Misalant, ain't no doma what he heard and what we read through the Bear Yosef, but it's still it's still something very valuable. But to be there is not to lose any element of the message, and that's number two why it is. That it was, I'll call Yisrael. Why did Moshe Akadosh Baruch Hu perform a nace to have number one, as Rashi says? So nobody has an excuse. Oh, if I would have been there, I would have, I would have uh, had a terrace for him. And number two, the greatest message for Tochacha could be gotten through people being present. Okay. So we continue now with Moshe Rabbeinu giving the, the, uh, the messages to Tochacha at the end of his life. We have the, um, after the uh, the wars were described, so pasuk hey Hoel Moshe be'er z'tarah zos lemar Hashem Moshe started. Here we go. Pasuk vav is the beginning of Moshe's speech, which goes all the way to the ninth to last pasuk in this sefer. Right with the last eight psukim, Moshe be'er going up to Har uh, Har Nevo and. Uh, Hashem uh, he, Moshe dies and Hashem buries him. But starting from here, pasuk vav. Is Moshe Rabbeinu's speech? Hashem alokenu diberi lena bechariv lemar. Rav lochem shevus barazeh. Hashem spoke to us at our Sinai and said, "Start moving." That is where it starts. Penusu lochem. Go vo haramori. Go to the emoriv koshchena barava barbashvayla eretz akanani. Go to eretz Israel. This is where Jewish history starts, right after Kriyas Yamsav. Reina sadil vnechem esaretz. Bo rishu esaretz. Go conquer it. The land that I uh, uh, promised, I promise, and I said to you then, I said to you that I couldn't, I, I said about you, I can't do it myself. There are so many of you. Yosef, Hashem should give you more. There should be so many. Says the Rashi on this Pasig of Eicha, we'll have to get back to that. Eicha et salavadi, I can't do it myself. Tarchachem, Masachem, Verivchem. It's difficult. It's difficult to lead so many different people. What are the Tarchachem? They were Tarchanim, Rashi says. Masachem, they were Apikarsim. They, they denied. Again, we have uh, the phrase of Ben Amram in Rashi. Hikta Moshe Latzeis, Moshe goes out early. Amru, Mara Ben Amram Latzeis. Shemenos Shafui Betoch Beiso. Maybe he's having marital problems. Ichra Latzeis, Amru, Mara Ben Amram, Shalom Latzeis. Why? Gross, right? The apikarsis, meaning the, the lack of emuna in Moshe. Moshe could not handle it himself. What do we learn from this? What does Moshe do? He asks Hashem for help. He asks Hashem for help. There is nothing wrong with asking Hashem for help. There is nothing wrong with it. Not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's something that we should do in every situation in life. That's what we learned from Moshe Abinu. You know, maybe he couldn't see it himself. Yisro helped him out to help see it. So with clarity, what needed to be done, he asked for help. He didn't trust. He says, that's what we have to do in life. When we're going through any situation, 
not to think that we're alone. Kasher sovel ha'ada mitzaros. Alola say says call masat saralatzmo. Don't don't take it yourself. You say remizos. Kasher the misyaches. And if we ask for help, not from others and not from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, can help us. We don't think he, capital H, could help us. Again, from this difficult time. And if we don't, and the difficult, tragic situation is going to be changed. That's not what we're asking. We're saying it is a difficult situation. Just help me get through it. Give me chizit to get through it. That's what we could ask. If we don't ask for help, it's like a lack of hope. We could, we could, uh, he could help the situation. Help me. Help me carry the burden of this difficult situation. That we could always ask. We're not asking him to change the situation. We could ask that too. We could ask for Yeshuos. But, we have to at least say, Hashem, please walk with me. Please hold my hand. Ula hefech, and says her Mordechai. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficult time. So he asked for help. But he says, Ula hefech, kasha matzliach. Also, when we have a great atzlacha, we have to realize, it's not about me, Hashem help me. Hashem's with me the whole way. Kigam oz, if we deny HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the happiest times, also, Yechashev HaPikoros. Kishem shalav lashlichaz yavo al Hashem b'tzaro. Chalav litloses haslachaso. Be'ezras HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to make sure that we realize uh, who is in charge and what exactly is, is uh, what what are we doing and what is from and what is from him. Good. Then says Rav Mordechai Leo, he quotes a Fascinating marshal of the uh, Dubna Magid. Right, the Pasuk says that in Tehillim that we have to throw on Hashem, we have to throw on Hashem everything that we, uh, all of our, our package, our pekel, which could be our, not our literal pekel, but everything we have. So he says, gives a marshal. The person has a very heavy bag. And a wagon is driving by to offer him a ride. He says, please come in, come in. I see you have a very heavy load. He says, thank you so much. He gets into the wagon. And he gets in and they start driving and they start the wagon, the horses start going. The driver sees that the person has this huge suitcase on his lap. He has it on his shoulders or have it on his lap. He's not comfortable. The driver says, why don't you put it on the floor? Why don't you put it next to you? Onelo Balatik says the Balatik, the owner of the big bear mitzvah. He says, "I'm sorry." He says, "You already did so much for me. You're already giving me a ride. What? I should have the gall to put it down on the on the floor? You know, I'll, I'll carry this weight. I'll carry. You're already giving me a ride. You don't have to give my my, my bag a ride also." Lo noim lo It's enough what you're doing for me. Right? We read the story and we and we grin and we say, "Oh." Right, I don't want to take advantage. And we think we think he's a fool. It's in the car. Just use the car. He gave you the car. You're not doing anything more. Doesn't matter if it's on his shoulders, it's on his lap, it's on the floor of the car. It's the same thing. Says Rav Mordechai says the Dubna Magid, Kain Gambe in Yonenu. So too with our life, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us a weight. Hashem says, 
I'll hold it with you. Put it down on the floor of the car. Put it down with me. I'll hold this one. I can hold it all. I don't want to be matriach, you HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's giving us a ride. He's giving us life. Right? With a machsheva of shtus, says her Mordechai Elio. So we have to realize, we have to use HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To use HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have to realize everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he wants us to make him part of our lives. Right? He quotes on the top of the next page. That's why all the time we have to be saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to be Shem Shagur Pafinu. Baruch Hashem. Hashem Yazor. Mirz Hashem. Be'ezrus Hashem. That's what we have to do. We have to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. We learned that from Leah. Hapam Odes Hashem. Right? Because she realized everything she has is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not Kotsi. It's not Kochi Ve'otsim Yadi. And then he says, Dvarmeilu. Suyichalios Negadaniyam Shal Manhigim. Anybody who has a talent, anybody who has a leader, it's all with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help. Right, and that's the goes with anybody who's in the army and anybody who has any talents but to realize that Hashem Baruch Hu is with us. And if we feel that we need something, we have to yearn out for Him. We have to scream out for Him to help us. And the opposite, when we have a Hatzlacha, we have to realize He is He is with us. We don't have to hold the suitcase on our lap. We could put it down and have Him help us. Okay. Continues the parsha. Again, the passage that we just read, but now we're getting into the. Um, Eicha part of it. So, you know, there's an Eicha in the Torah, in Yeshayahu, in your Miyahu, right? So we have the one from the Torah, Eicha Salavadi, Moshe says, how can I, how can I hold it alone? The Medrash connects our Eicha to the Eicha in Megillah's Eicha of your Miyahu. Says the Medrash, if we would have merited Hayitim Karim Batara, Eicha Esalavadi. If we would have married it, we would have read it. We would read in the Torah, meaning, and that's it. We would read this in the Torah and not have anything beyond this. Because we did not merit, we read And much has been written. What is the pshat of this medrash? Connecting. If we didn't sin, if we would have seen, so then we could have. Bin Zoche only to Echa Esalavadi, but now it's switched into Echa Yashravadad. Says Rav Zevin in La Torah Valamoadim. Pirish Advarm, Ezeo Chacham, who is a Chacham? So in Pirkei Avos it says, Halomi Mikalada. But in Meseches Tamid, I think, right, it says, Ezeo Chacham, Haroa Es Hanolat. One who sees the future. One who sees the outcome of what he's doing right now. Haroa Es Hanolat. The Yisrael. Our Iker Chachma is not only to see the present, but to see how the present could impact the future. We see what would happen in the future based on what we do today. That's what life's about. Life's not just about the present. We have to focus on the present and we have to build on our past, but we have to see how what we do today impacts the future. Not just the moment right now. Like, and where do you see that? Implicitly, by Akedas Yitzchak. Says Rav Zevin, They saw the place from afar. What did they see? Says the Madras. Rashi quotes it. They saw a cloud on the mountain. Avram says to Yitzchak, Do you see what I see? You see a cloud and you see mountains? Amar Lohen, he says, yes. 
Do you see what I see? They say no. Omar, you guys could stay here. I'm taking Yitzchak with me. So what does that mean? Again, a very harsh lashon also with chamor. Right? It's not usually how we associate right? the Avos calling them. There has to be something deeper about relating it to a chamor and what was seen. Says Rav Zevin, what's a mountain? What does a mountain symbolize and what is clouds on the mountain symbolize? Ahar, he quotes from Sukkim and Navi. Ahar symbolize, a mountain symbolizes something high, symbolizes sprouting forth, symbolizes blossoming. Right, all great things in, in uh, many great things, events in history. Har Habayis, based on Mikdash. Right, Har Sinai, we got the Torah. Not the highest, but still it was a mountain. Right, that is the Har. Har symbolizes Pricha. Atem Yishayo says, Hare Yisrael an Pechem Titenu. The mountains give off your blossoms. Haharim va'agvaos yifzachul lefnechem rina. The mountains will sing out. Manavu al heharim. The mountains are always involved in Geula. That's what a mountain symbolizes. Avraham, Yitzchak saw the mountain. Shekodim heharim yuananim kvedim, but they also saw the clouds. What are clouds on the mountain? Difficulties, darkness, saris. They saw the mountain, which is the goal, but they also saw what was going to be along the way. They saw from a distance. They saw the nolad. Right, Yitzchak and Avram saw this, but the Naram didn't. Why not? They don't. They didn't see the future and their, the ramifications of everything. They just saw right now what was in front of their eyes. That's what they saw. And then it's not an insult of a chamor, but it's just the midah of a chamor. What do we say in the Haftorah this week? Yoda shor konehu v'chamor evuz ba'alav. At least a donkey knows its owner and its and its food. Yisrael yada, but Yisrael weren't even on that level. What is the pasuk? What is Yeshayahu saying? An ox and a donkey are known as just seeing what's in front of them. Seeing the food in their trough, seeing the master that gives them the food. Right? The Maharal, if you look in the beginning of Nesach Yisrael, the Maharal also talks about the difference between the Shor and the Chamar a little bit. But says the Rav Zevin, Hashor The Shor is a little bit nor, right? The Shor knows Konehu, knows the owner that put the food in the trough. And the Chamor, though, only sees what's in front. There's food and water? Okay, I want to eat that. I want to drink that. And that's what the Navi is mochiach. But that's, that was what Avram Yitzchak said. You only see what's in front of you. That's not us. Our destiny is using the present and the, and the future. Says Rav Zevenel, let's go back. We had difficulties. We were difficult and we gave Moshe Rabbeinu a run for his money. If we would have been smart, if we would have been able to see beyond our actions, we would have seen the results of our actions. As Yishayonavi talks about so many times in the Sefer, we would never have had Echa Yashva Vadat. We would have had our difficulties. We could have done Shuva. We could have prevented them. We could have improved. But we weren't Soche. And therefore we read Echa because we did not see, we weren't chachamim, we weren't roim as hanolad, and therefore Hashem had to give us a different echa, more than the one than we had in the Torah itself. Okay. 
Moving right along to a thought that we mentioned, I think seven or eight years ago, but there is a compilation of answers in the Shalhevis Yosef here. We mentioned this once a year or so. The Sefer put out Lila Nishas Ravavadya, one question, a couple of answers, and then one of the answers connects to these stories that there's five pages worth of stories on every parsha relating Ravavadya to the thought that the author, the author said. Says the Sifri, the Sifri on the Pasik of Lo Taguru Mipneish. We mentioned this in Dafyomi also when it came up in the first parak of Masechah Zanedjin. Don't fear anyone, says the Torah to the Dayan. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. The Rambam quotes the Sifri. What does the Sifri say? Line one. Hizira Dayan Shlalira Me'ada Mazik Hadover Asak. Don't be scared of someone who is speaking very strongly. And he doesn't want you to have a proper, uh, make a proper judgment. And he threatens you. No, say the din. Don't worry about the nezek, the damage that will happen afterwards. Oh, Maybe they're going to kill me, the dying will say, if I incriminate. If I say guilty, maybe they'll burn down my house. Maybe they'll rip up my uh, produce. Tamalomator says, don't worry about it. Lo right. Maybe not to worry, but don't. Don't be scared. And the question that the Olam asks, as he quotes, Makshima Olam, sounds like from the Sifri, even B'makam B'kuach Nefesh. What does the Sifri say? Shema Yaharguni O'esbeni. This isn't one of the big three. You have to give you a life for. So what's going on here? That pikuach nefesh. You know, this isn't, this is pikuach nefesh here. How can the dying continue to paskin? Hello, biyadua. Pikuach nefesh doch has called her a cool. Banami shalosh shloshes averos. Echan mechaeva sefriyas adayan laham shich v'ladun af b'makam sakana. What's happening here? So he quotes a couple of answers. We'll mention four of them. Four of them, I think we mentioned the, the last one uh, seven or eight years ago. And it comes up every so often in, uh, in Dafyomi as well. The first answer is that is Lav Davka. Lav Davka doesn't really mean it. The Bach says this. He quotes this from other Achronim. The Gemara, the, the, the uh, Sifri says it and the Ramam quotes it. But it doesn't literally mean that your life's going to endanger. But the Dayan is a little nervous. He's nervous. Don't worry about it. Just, just uh, go and do your job, even though there's a little danger. But a lot of things in life have danger. Okay, it doesn't sound that way from the Sifri. It sounds like it's Nefesh. Even though that's, that takes out the whole uh, teeth of the, of the Sifri, but you know that, that why we know why why the Bach does it and why this first answer does it because it's, it's a huge chiddush to say that one has to risk their lives. Number one, number two, a second idea which is mentioned based on a binyan siyan, the binyan siyan of Yaakov Etlinger. This was a big discussion in the 1800s. The Stechemet quotes it. Uh, you have it on source number eight. Big discussion of binyan siyan on the Achiezer. Discuss what about if it's pikuach nefesh but not lefanenu. It's pikuach nefesh in the future. Pikuach nefesh might lead to pikuach nefesh, right? This is based on the Gemara in Yavamas, Tafyud Beis. He quotes, and elsewhere, about the Gimel Nashim Shamshos Bemoch. Certain types of women who it is very dangerous for them to become pregnant. Aktana and Muberis in the days of old. Uh, Umenika. Right? So there are various dangers. So Rabbi Meir says that they have to take precautions to make sure not to become pregnant. And the Chachamim there say, no, Shomer Psoim Hashem. 
Right? Hashem guards the naive, meaning, don't worry about it, Hashem will protect you. And the big question in that Gemara is, what do the Chachamim mean? There's a danger in Som Chanalanes. So the Binyan Sion on that Gemara, explaining others, other sources as well, well, the danger is not here. If she becomes pregnant, then it could be dangerous in the future. Which is a Chiddush Gadol also. We're not going to get to the Lamdis of that Binyan Sion now. But that's another idea. If I, as a judge, Paskin in a certain way, he will get angry and then he'll come. So it's not Bifanai right now. It's not like he's holding a gun to my head right now. If I do this, so then it might happen. So that's not called Pikuach Nafesh. Again, a Chiddush Gadol. But then we have two other ideas that are unique. Number three, Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu Yonah quotes Fashari Tshuva. The Torah says, what is the read the rest of the Pasik? Don't stop. Lo Taguru Because really Hashem's involved. Hashem is there. What does that mean? There's a special haftacha to the Dayan. Shayeshkan haftacha ladayan. Shalo Yusuvav Lonezek, Bisibas Mitzvah Asiyas Hadin. Right, who move on, as long as he did it, Dantinemas Kadasukadin. Says Rabbi Yonah, a special promise. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives a protection. Don't be scared. I'm involved. I'll take care of it. Number three, and finally the fourth and final idea. He quotes this from Achronim, uh, the Maznayim Lamishpat, right, and uh, others. We've mentioned it in the past, based on the Maharshal, and that is maybe this is a Yahari Valyavar. What's the Yahari Valyavar? Is that one of the big three? Avodazargi so let's go for a minute, background. The Gemara Baba Kama Daflamachaz. I didn't give this to you, but it's, uh, actually I did. I gave you the Marshal, which is in the next source, in source number nine. But based, that Marshal is based on the Gemara. Gemara that many are familiar with. The Gemara says in Baba Kama Daflamachaz, there were two Roman generals that came to visit the Chachma Yisrael. And they said, Limdunu Taraschem. Teach us your Torah. And they did. Karu, Vishanu, Vishileshu. They learned it. They learned it once. They learned it twice. They learned it. They learned it. They were Bakim. They learned a lot of Torah. And what happens? Bishaspati Rasam, when they were leaving Armulan, they said, Dikdaknu Bechol Taraschem. And we learned all your Torah. The MSU. Everything is MS except for one halacha. Chutzbi Dabrzeh, Shatem Omrim. Sharsha Yisrael, Shanagach, Sharshal Kanani, Patur. Shokanagi, Shokanagach, Sharsha Yisrael. Beitabe Mur, Mishalim, Nezek Shalim. Right? The Allah had an ox and a Jew's ox and a non-Jew's ox. Right? That Allah, which seems to be somewhat, uh, not fair. Right? But it did say, Ain't on a Modimus Lamachas. We're not going to tell anybody because we understood the whole rest of the Torah. Okay. That's the Gemara. Ask Tosfis the following question. How they teach them the Torah in the first place. There's an Isra, the Gemara Chagiga, Dafir Gimel, Hamalamei Torah, Loobi Kochavim, over Basei, Magid Varav, Liakov. Right? Only Liakov. Ask Tosas, how they teach them Torah? Tosas has two answers. First answer was Pikuach Nefesh. Pikuach Nefesh, one is allowed to teach Torah. One is obligated to teach Torah to save their life. Right? Number one, or, or Inami Asu Asbam Kagerib, they pretended they didn't know. But the first answer is Pikuach Nefesh. Fine, that's Tosis. So now, enter the marshal. If it was Pikuach Nefesh, so shouldn't they have thought that this halacha that they taught them would create certain feelings? And Pikuach Nefesh, how they teach them this halacha? Says the marshal. Because they must have asked them specifically about this halacha. You're right. Maybe they could have just left it out. That would have been okay. But they probably asked them. They probably heard about certain things and they asked them. And when it comes to presenting Torah, one is not allowed to falsify Torah. That's what's called a Ziyuf HaTorah. 
a falsification of what the Torah thinks of something, and that is Yahari Valyavar, says the Maharshal. Source number nine on top. Gam Shamina Mehabraisa to Osir Lishanos Divrei Torah Afkiya Sakana. You can't change it even based on Sakana. V'chayev limsar atzmo aleha. It'd be moser nefesh l'vichad shinid atosus. Right according to the first day of Tosfus. Shem malchus harisha gazra aleim. V'lamalo yaruch hachamim. Shetaaliyo malchus harisha aleim. Why did they think that this would cause so many problems for them? Halolo dimsa darek kasha kazu. You won't find a more difficult halacha to complain for them to complain about. Chilohay aroy lachush chas v'shalom lakamash mados v'churvos delefik minei. Shouldn't they be worried? What's going to come out of it? Ella says the Yamsha Shlomo. Shma mina shemichuyavim anu limsar akidish Hashem. We have to be moser nefesh v'im chas v'shalom yishana din who kikofer b'toras Moshe. They must have asked. You're right, you don't have to say everything. But if the qu- question is asked, has to, one has to be truthful. I, what about the Gemara in, in Megillah, which many people are probably thinking in the Daftest, the Septuagint, that was, see, two, two points. Number one, Hashem put it into their minds to do it, so it was obviously Api Shamayim. And number two, there wasn't any change of Halacha there. There were certain words that were misleading, Elohim Barabrashis, Ese Adam, so that wasn't a change of what the Torah represents, and therefore it was allowed. So what does this have to do with us? Says the Shalheves Yosef. I don't think he doesn't quote the Marshal, but that's this idea. Once you know which din is going to come out of it, you can't falsify. You can't say that you don't know, and you can't say that you pass in a different way. That's Yahari Valyavar. Again, the Gemara says, before you take the case, you could not take the case. You could say, I don't want to deal with this guy. But once you've taken the case, and they know that the Dayanim know what's, what, which way it's turning, backing out would also be a Ziafat Torah. And therefore, that is Yehargh Val Yavar in that, in that context. That is a marshal, a crucial marshal to, uh, to, to be aware of, and he puts it in this context. Okay. Moving right along. So, Parag Bays. A lot to talk about here. Parag Beis, we get into the second paragraph. Moshe Rabbeinu, again, is going through various mitzvos and Jewish history, go through the Maraglim, as we know. And we have, uh, in, the, in the story that Moshe Rabbeinu tells, right before Shishi, he goes through the more recent history. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I sent Malachim, I sent messengers to Sichon, the king of Cheshbon, Divrei Shalom, Lemar, Ebra Vartzecha, Baderech Baderech Elech, let me go through, Lo Asur Yimenu Smol, I won't turn, I'll go straight, Ochel Bakesef Tashbireni, I'll buy food from you, Umayim Bakesef Titin Levish Asisi, I'll buy. Right? Just the but, they didn't listen. Velo Ava Sichon, Melech Cheshbon, Ha'avireinu Bo. Sichon, the king of Cheshbon, didn't want to let us pass. Why? Says the Pasuk. Ki hiksha Hashem alokecha es rucho. Hashem hardened his spirit. Ve'imates es levavo. And strengthened his heart. Lamantito biyadcha kayom hazeh. So that they could be given over in, in, this, uh, in this regard. In this case. Asks, and this passage is quoted, if you remember, the Ramah, Menachos Shuvah, where he talks about Hashem taking away one's Bechira. He quotes Pasuk Sukkim by Paro, and he also quotes this passage by Sichon, the king of Cheshbon. The Vilna Gondo is bothered, what's the double Lashon? Hashem was Hiksha as Rucho, and Emates as Lavavo. Right, what's the, what's the double Lashon there meant to, meant to teach us? Says the Gra. The passage tells us in Tehillim, Lev, Tahar, Berali, Elohim. Hashem created me with a pure heart. The ruach nachon chadesh bekirbi, and a correct spirit. 
he put inside of me. So again, what is Leif Tahor and Ruach Nachon? What do those two tell us? Achu Inyanu says the Gra here quoted in the Prinim Bishochan Agra. When we do sins, when we violate a Kaddish Baruch Hu's will, it's based on one of two motivations. Aleph, number one. Number one, we know what we're doing. We know we're doing an Avera. And why do we do it? We have a type and we can't control ourselves. Somebody asks us, did we do something wrong? Yes, I did something wrong. A lev tamei is somebody who knows that we're doing something wrong and, you know, we, uh, we do it. We can't control ourselves. Number two, shahayetzer marelo panam lehetter. Maybe even more pernicious of a, of an assignment. But the Yetzirah knows. The Satan knows. Sometimes it doesn't work. Aleph doesn't work. So he's got to try bays. He shows us that it's really mutter. It's really a mitzvah. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I think I'm going straight. I have a crooked path inside of me. I have no idea. I don't realize what I'm doing wrong. Says David. Says the Gra. That's what David Melch Davin for. Number one, give me a leif tahar. Don't let me. To have a bad heart, meaning recognize that Avera is not to be able to control myself. Leif Tahar. Give me a pure heart. Number one, give me a Leif Tahar. And number two, let me have the proper outlook. Nachon, the proper outlook. Not, don't let it be crooked. Don't let me not see what is right in front of my eyes. David HaMelech asks for those two. And that, says the Grah, is going to be what's in this passage, but before we get there, it's also in Yeshayahu. We discussed this in Yeshayahu, in the Nevi'im Shirim, in Parak Memtes of Yeshayahu, where, what does Yeshayahu say? Lemar la'asurim tseu. Say to the ones that are tied up in chains, go out. Vichot, um, and v'lasher b'choshech higalu. And those who are in darkness, be revealed, be opened. Says the Gra, what's this double Lashon? Lemar la asurim tseyu alasher bachoshech igalu. It's exactly our two points. Who are asur, who are enchained? Hema ha asurim tachaziyad ayetzer. They're in the eight Sahara. They can't get out of the chains of the eight Sahara. Vachotem isibas ataiva. Umis kabn and limrod. We know we're doing something wrong and we rebel. Number two, those who walk in darkness. What's darkness? As the Masul Shisharm discusses at the beginning of the Sefer. Darkness. We don't know what we're doing. We, do, we can't see. A mitzvah is an Avera. An Avera is a mitzvah. We can't see. We can't, we can't be mavchin. And things appear mutter. Right. And then we see the yashar. And that's what we say. Be'emes. We want to have Yashras be'emes, not Yashras in our eyes. But Ali ben Avdach, I want to serve you in your MS. Even if we think it's MS, that might not be MS. We can't. We have no idea. We're not for sure. Sometimes we get a Ruach that is so crooked and blinding. 
We discussed that from the Chavetz Chaim in the past on the Haftorah in Baloscha of the Pasuk in Zechariah the Satan goes on the right side. Oh, what do you mean? The right side is usually the mitzvahs. The left side are Averis. No, sometimes he'll dress up like a mitzvah. Dress up like a mitzvah. And we've quoted that in the past with the examples. But that's the gra right here. That's the Pasuk in Yeshayahu. That's David HaMelech, what he davens for. Finally, that is what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying here, describing what happened with Sichon. He didn't want to. Number one, Hashem hardened his spirit. He knew he was doing things wrong and even things he didn't really do, realize. No, he did both of them. That was the punishment that he got from being such a person who he was. Hashem was hardened his heart in both of these ways, in order to be able to bring the result of their falling into the hands of, of Am Yisrael. Okay. One final point here for the uh, evening relating to the, uh, to the time period that we find ourselves in, and that is the Mishnah, the end of Perkei Yavos. The end of Perkei Yavos, as we know, the end of Perkei, the Mishnah discusses, says he Hiratzon. And we happen to say this Yihiratzon at the end of every Amida that we have. Right? After we say, uh, after Shmona Esrei, after the Amida is really over, we have an extra Bakasha of Elokai, and then we go three steps back, and then we say Yihiratzon. She bana beis hamigdash b'meirav yameinu. What we think about so much at this time, we want the beis hamigdash to be rebuilt. V'sein chelkenu b'sarasecha, and please we daven for our chelak in Torah. V'sham navatcha b'yira, and there we will serve you with awe and trepidation. Kimei olam uchshanim kanmonios, like we used to do in the past. The question is, this Yihiratzon, at the end of every Amida has to do with Avoda. We know. If we would skip the middle phrase, everything would make sense. The question is asked, what is that middle phrase? What does Torah have to do with the Beis HaMikdash? Right? Says the... Says the... Uh, um, Says the, says the Mishnah, says, uh, are you here What exactly are we supposed to think about? We have Torah. Right? What do you mean we don't, we don't have Torah now? We have plenty of Torah. Right? What does it have to do with, uh, the, what we, what we are talking about? The context is, okay, at the end of Ashman Esrei, we want to make sure that we're dominating for the, the, uh, the Beis HaMikdash, and we're davening for Avoda. So what exactly is Torah? Says the Minchaz Asher. Three answers. The first two he is not such, uh, as uh, into, but the third one is. So most say, says Regilam, we're usually uh, understand it as, line six, until we get the Beis HaMikdash back, Ain lanu ela mikdashim maat, but the kenazi has about the midrashos. We only have but the mikdash. We have base madrash. We don't have a base of mikdash. Obviously, the afilu echad sheyoshiv osik b'torah shchina shruimo. If we have one person learning Torah, we have hashras hashchina. The kashachar base of mikdash. When the base of mikdash was destroyed, that's what the biyochanan asked for. Tain liyam nevachachameha. After chorban, we need hashras hashchina, and therefore. We say, Give us our chilek in Torah nowadays so that we can bring Hashras Hashchina so that 
we could have the substitute that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai davened for. Number one. Or, some say, when we learn is Ke'ilu, when we learn about Karbanos is Ke'ilu, we bring the Karbanos. Okay. Both of those are nice, but it's not the context of the actual tefillah for the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. We wouldn't be asking for Torah then. We would say, forget our Torah. Bring us the real Ashraz HaShchina. The part of this tefillah is V'sham Navadcha. We're talking about the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Says Rav Asher Weiss. V'hanira Bazeh, line 20. V'hinei to'os nefutzahi. Ha-machshava. It's a major mistake to think that Shebechurban Beis Mikdashenu ibadnu es amud ha-ovoda shebatlu karbanos chashcham ha-ores b'menores ha-mar achamud ha-torah be'ino omeid. It's false to think that the only thing we lost by the Beis Mikdash was the amud ha-avoda. But Torah is exactly as it was. Ukitekoi koi. They had Torah, and we have Torah. Okay, we're on a lower level than them. But the Torah is the same. No. Ms. Obviously, Avoda is different, but Torah is also different. Kishem Shabbat Ha'avoda. Kach Nistam Chazon HaTorah Ba'abchachma Abilti Hekar. We don't recognize it. We can't fathom it. He quotes from the Gra, the Gra, Nagdama that he has to the Tikkun Zohar. He quotes on the Pasuk in Eicha. Malkeh v'sareh bagayim ein Torah. What does that mean, ein Torah? Look at the Gra where it's bold-faced. V'kachu v'batorah. Sha'atah. Ein anu makablin shum dvar chadash batorah. Kimo b'zman ha'beis ha'migdash. We have no chidushim in Torah. It's all application. It's all result of the gilui that was given bizmana mikdash. Elamash anu motzin kasu b'sifri harishonim. It was on a mikdash. Migdash hayumashkin l'Torah. Kamochgadar Rabbi Akiva. Tvarim shalom niskalo Moshe Rabbeinu. V'chulu Torah is even lacking. The Chazanish also says something similar after the Mishnah, but says the Ben Chazash recording this idea from the Gra in the time of the mikdash. There was unbelievable wellsprings of Torah that were opened, that were revealed, that everyone drank from, right? Not just from the Simchas Beis HaShoev and from the Nevuah, but every day there was inspiration to study the Torah, Giluyim of Torah that were revealed from the Lishkas HaGazas, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, what does Yeshayahu say in Perak Beis? Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, the nations of the world, when they go to the Beis HaMikdash, V'naharu Elav Kala Gayim. What are they going to say? Wow! Kimitzion Tetzei Torah! Meaning Torah is going to come out of Sio, not just Avoda. Torah, the greatest Rabbanim. When there was a base of Mikdash, there was a certain quality of Torah that doesn't exist. He says that's the real shot of the Kesef Mishnah. Which Kesef Mishnah? We've discussed this many times in other contexts. The Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Mamrim, in Perak Beis of Hilchas Mamrim, discusses that theoretically, if a later Bezdin wants to argue on an earlier Bezdin, they can... They can. Bezdin Agadol. Shedarshu ba'achas menamidos. Kavimah shenira beinehem. A Bezdin Agadol of 71 came up with a bit, a din. Shadin kach. Vidanu din. V'yamdu'ad acharein Bezdin acher. A later Bezdin Agadol gets up. V'nire lo tam acher. L'star oso adin. It appears to them they should change it. Hariza soser. V'dan kavimah shenira beinehem. They're allowed to. Shenemar la shofet biyam asher yeh beyamem ahem. Ein atachayav lalechas ela achar Bezdin shebedarecha. 
Right? Only the Bezdin in your generation. That's what the Rambam says in Hilchas Mamrim, Perak Beis Halacha Aleph. On that, Rambam is the Kesef Mishnah. The Rav Weiss quotes the Kesef Mishnah on the bottom of the page. Kesef Mishnah asks, if it's true that every Bezdin is allowed to argue on the Bezdin uh, earlier, so why does every Daphne Shaz give you the impression that Amoraim are not allowed to argue on Tanaim? Vigatakashalei. Says the Im Tomar Im Kain Amaylo Pligi Amoroi Atanoi Tachop Kol Duchta Makshina Lamora Mimasisan Obi Brisa Vitzarach Lomard Ella Anodamri Kiaitana Vimlo Yomar King Kashale. If they don't have anybody to hold like, they're stuck. Ukafi Divrei Rabbeinu, but according to the Rambam, Marishus the Sunulim Lachlok Al Divrei Atanoim. So why wouldn't they? Answers the Kesef Mishnah, and this is a major machlok as achronim. What did the Kesef Mishnah mean? But what are his words? The Ef Shalomar, and this is what the Minchal Dasher is picking up on. The Ef Shalomar, Shemiyom Chasimas Hamishnah, Kimu Vekiblu Shedoros Achronim Lo Yachlok Al Rishonim. They accepted upon themselves that they wouldn't argue on the Rishonim. V'chein Azu Gam B'Chasimas Atalmud Shemiyom Shev Nechtam Lo Nitan Rishus Lo Shum Adam Lachlok Alav. And they accepted after the Gemara. They accepted. So they accepted and therefore you can't. They wouldn't or they couldn't. That's the Machlok as Rav Chaim quoted in the Kodesh Shiur of the Yad Vasra says that they wouldn't but they could. While others, the Chazan others said no, they can't. They can't argue. Suggests Rav Asher Weiss here by turning over maybe the point is why, top of the next page, but the earlier Tanoim were Bismana Migdash. They lived at that time period when there was Torah in a certain quality. So maybe that's why the Amoram can't argue on the Tanoim. Maybe that's the Pshat of the Kesemishta. Just brackets, the difficulty with that Pshat is that the next line of the Kesemishta says, and the same thing happened that the Rishonim wouldn't argue on the Amoram. The Amoram, none of them lived in the times of the of the uh, Beis HaMikdash. So you'd have to say a different reason for Amoram and Tanoim and Rishonim are, or Gaonim on Amoram. Okay, but either way, that is the that is the uh, idea. And he continues quoting the Rambam in the beginning of Elchaz Mamrim, in Perak Aleph, that the Torah, there's something special about the Torah, Bisman, Beis HaMikdash, line 18. Venira, Dezatam, and that's also why we don't judge Bezins, there's not judge Dina Nefashas after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. Why? Dina Nefashas is Torah, it's Mishpat part of Torah, that is extremely risky. Extremely, you're taking a lot on your shoulders. So maybe only with the Siyata the Shmaya of the Beis HaMikdash can we have that? Can we do that? Right? Maybe we can suggest something. Then you can do it. But afterwards, when Torah is also sasum, so then, then we can't. So that's what we daven for. Because that's part of what we're mourning. Part of what we're yearning for is the Beis Hamigdash to give us back not only Avoda, but to give us back Torah. And I might add, to give us back Emilas Chasadim, right? One of the ten Nisim that took place in the in the Beis Hamigdash. Everybody in the Yerushalayim, everybody got along. Although Amar Ben Adam Lachaviru Tzali Amakom, nobody complained. So that's something that is unique and special about Bisman Mikdash, and that's what we daven for. Hashem should give us back the Mesa Mikdash very soon to give us back our Torah, our Avoda, and our Gemilos Chasadim. Okay, we'll stop here.